Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. WDET is the best place on the radio to hear live performances and, of course, great conversations like the ones we have here on Detroit Today. But one of the best conversations in town is happening live at the Fox Theater. When you make your gift to WDET Today, one lucky person is going to win a terrific night on the town. Dinner for two at Iridescence, a night stay at the Motor City Casino Hotel, and main floor seat to see Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin live at the Fox on October 30th. So make your gift of support for WDET at WDET.org now, and good luck with that contest. Also remember that tonight at 6 p.m., you can join me and guests Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha and Michigan Senate Minority Leader Jim Ananick at the Detroit Public Library for the finale of our summer WDET book club. We have been reading What the Eyes Don't See, which is Dr. Mona's book about the Flint water crisis and discussing safe water and infrastructure and environmental justice all summer long at events all over the metro area. We have had some really, really great conversations with you, our listeners, as well as many of the key figures in the Flint water crisis. Uh, Tonight's conversation will be a marquee one because Dr. Mona will be there with us. So uh, we would love to see you there and uh, see you participate in that conversation. Uh, It is free to attend, but we are asking that people register at WDET.org slash events. Up first today, the budget impasse at the state capitol may have been broken, but it is going to cost Governor Whitmer one of her biggest priorities in these talks, to pass a budget that includes a long-term road funding fix. Recently on this show, Whitmer said the budgets and the roads were inseverable and that, quote, it would be foolish to try to separate them out. Now, less than two weeks later, she's reached a deal with Republican legislative leaders to move forward with a budget that does not include a roads plan, which raises lots of questions, of course, about her political strength in Lansing. It raises questions about the roads themselves. Are we ever going to get a fix? And it really sets a tone that I'm not sure a lot of people thought would be sort of dominant in Lansing when Governor Whitmer was elected last year. So what does all of this mean? Joining us now to talk more about it are two people who have been paying absolutely close attention to all of this. Shana Roth is the state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Shana, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. And Zach Gorchow is the editor of Gongwer Capital News Service in Lansing. Zach, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for having me. So let's start with... What made the governor change her mind on this? As I said in the open just recently on this program, she said these were inseverable issues. In other words, that she was not prepared to move forward on a budget deal that didn't include roads. Tell me what happened that changed her mind. Uh, Shana, I'll start with you. I don't think that there's a way to know specifically what happened. She said that there were conversations that happened uh, over the weekend. And essentially, the big concern that she has expressed is a shutdown. And when uh, reporters spoke with her the other day, sort of the afternoon she held an event in Grand Rapids, a bunch of reporters were able to catch up with her after that event. She essentially kept saying that somebody has to be the adult in the room. And she used that as a way of explaining that if she wasn't the adult, 
and wasn't going to agree that they would separate the budget and the roads, that there would be a shutdown, that they that Republicans just were not working with her well enough on the roads issue. Therefore, she had to step up and she had to say, all right, fine, we will move roads to another day and we will work on the budget to ensure that there's not a shutdown. Whether or not that is exactly the full picture remains mm. to be seen. We just don't know. Mm. Uh, Zach, you have been in Lansing long enough to remember the shutdowns that uh, we saw in, uh, I believe, uh, 2008, 2009, um, when we had a governor, a Democratic governor and uh, Republicans in the legislature. Was the shadow of all of that the thing that moved Governor Whitmer off of the square that she had been in, uh, where she said, you got to do these two things together. I mean, I think your question, Stephen, which is sort of what changed for the governor is to use a somewhat dated reference, the $64,000 question. <laughs> I, I don't know that the 2007 and 2009 uh, shutdowns were what really hovered over this. On Friday, the Whitmer administration was meeting with virtually every major lobbying firm in Lansing, uh, and basically girding them for war that, you know, and, and hitting them up for ideas on what to do, saying we will not sign, you know, the Republicans had scheduled committee meetings to start moving budgets that did not have the governor's blessing, mm-hmm. and they made it clear to all of these lobbyists, we will not sign a budget that comes to us that doesn't have the governor's involvement, and uh you know, basically the message was sent, we are ready for battle. And within 48 hours, it was a complete 180-degree turn. So it was a little jarring to hear the governor say yesterday, you know, that while someone has to be the adult in the room, we can't have a shutdown. I mean, it's just, I mean, that may be how she feels now, but it was a complete turn Mm -hmm. from what she has said publicly many times, which is that she would not sign a budget that does not deal with roads in a fundamental way, uh, and what her team was saying just on Friday. Uh, so I want to talk about what the future looks like for roads in in two different ways. One, one uh, specifically about roads themselves and whether we are likely to see uh, a, a greater effort to, to, to actually work something out after the budget. Um, but but I also want to talk about it in political terms and, and the, the sense that uh, this was so important to Governor Whitmer and such a centerpiece of her campaign to become governor, uh, whether whether this all kind of cripples her going forward, dealing with uh, this this Republican legislature. But let's start with the roads themselves. We have seen now a little bit of what Republicans were proposing. Uh, Zach Gorchow, what, what does the path forward actually look like here? Oh. Um, you know, it, I, I think at some point the governor's probably going to need to uh, hit the reset button and come up with a new idea uh, as opposed to the 45 cent per gallon mm-hmm. gas tax increase. You know, she has not wanted to negotiate against herself. She's been understandably frustrated that the Republicans have not put out in public formally what they are proposing. But her proposal just has no support in the legislature. I mean, when you have the Democratic leader in the House referring to it as the extreme that probably won't happen, I mean, it's just, it's a dead proposal walking. Um, so I think they're going to have to regroup in some way. 
um, you know, continuing to pound on on her gas tax proposal just seems to be um, a non a non starter. I mean, maybe, and I'm just sort of spitballing. Maybe you just take up the Republicans on their proposal to do what you know the sales tax shift, where you lift the sales tax off of fuel, which you know the revenue does not go to roads; it goes mostly to schools. And instead, you replace it with a revenue-neutral gas tax of about 15 cents per gallon that would go to roads. So the public doesn't see it, you know, an increase at the pump, but you, cre- you generate about $850 million and you cobble something together with the Republicans uh, to protect schools and local governments so they, they uh, don't lose money. Um, and then you, you've, you've got at least one-third of what you wanted. And, and then maybe you look at going to the ballot. You know, she in the campaign said... If she couldn't uh, get the legislature to go along with a real plan to fix the roads, she'd uh, she'd look to go to the ballot for bonds. Now, the problem with bonds is they're a one-time shot of money. Um, you know, Democrats have talked about things like a graduated tax, income tax. <clears throat> There's been discussion of a one-cent increase in the sales tax. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you go those routes to go the rest of the way, but you, you get what you can and you move on. Mm. Uh, Shana, uh, Chad Livengood of Cranes got a hold of some of the Republican pro- proposals to address roads, uh, which have been kept secret up to this point. Is there something in there that we see that um, might seem like it would capture the public's support, which the governor failed to do with her 45 cent gas tax increase? I mean, is that maybe uh, a way forward in these talks? I mean, it, it could be if, if there is any one of these proposals that, you know, really captures the hearts and minds of, of the, the voters and the people of Lansing, you know, that might give her some sort of reason to latch on to those plans. But I haven't heard anybody really say like, oh, yeah, option number three, you know, where, where we're shifting some things around and, and refinancing Mipsers. I'm not really hearing people really on board, significantly at least, with any of the Republican plans. So... I think what we're going to end up seeing is some sort of, if this happens at all, some sort of combination of a couple of the options that were put forward, kind of like like Zach was saying, where you know we're maybe going to do something with the sales tax, and maybe there will be some sort of a gas tax increase, but it won't be that forty five cents. But I mean, I think you might be onto something that at some point it's going to come down to what do the people want? And maybe if they're able to come forward, like, you know, if there's some sort of <laughs> group of interests that can come forward and say, look, this is the best plan. This is the plan that's going to get y'all reelected. Maybe that will be what solves the day. But right now, I mean, they're putting it on pause and everybody's just kind of shrugging their shoulders. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guests are Shana Roth, who is a state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Also with us is Zach Gorchow. He's the editor of the Gongwer Capital News Service in Lansing. We're talking about the emerging budget deal in Lansing, uh, which now will take place without a comprehensive roads package. That is a really different scenario than what Governor Gretchen Whitmer has been describing all year while she's been negotiating with Republicans over the budget and roads. She has said that the two issues were inseverable. She said that just recently on this program. Now she's saying we are going to sever those issues. We're going to do budget first and then 
at some point, they will try to get a roads package together. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us if you were Governor Whitmer, would you sign a budget without a road funding fix built in? Why or why not? Do you think it makes sense to separate these issues at this point and try to get something done on the budget before October 1st when we could face the prospect of a shutdown and then talk about roads? Or do you think the only chance to really get a comprehensive roads package done is with the pressure of the budget looming over all of the legislators' shoulders. Um, Also, give us an idea of what you think the road fix should look like. Do you think the 45-cent gas tax is dead, should be dead, or do you think that was maybe the smartest way to get the money that we need to fix the roads. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Before we get to phones, uh, Zach and Shana, I want to talk about uh, the political implications of of what we're seeing happen here. Uh, As I said, Governor Whitmer um, made this a centerpiece of her campaign. She has made it a centerpiece of her administration early on. Uh, This is a loss. I don't think there's any other way to look at that. Uh, I want you to assess what that means going forward in terms of her strength dealing with uh, a legislature that is of a different party. But I also want you to address um, uh, whether Republicans have any incentive to help this governor have a win on on roads. Is there is there so much pressure on them to fix the roads that eventually they're going to have to to come up with something or can they just kind of hold this out there as uh, as, uh, you know, something they were unwilling to give uh, a Democratic governor? Shana, uh, give me an idea what's on your mind there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a really probably a difficult time, probably one of the most difficult times right now in this governor's administration. And when it comes to whether or not she will be able to deliver on this campaign promise that she will, in fact, fix the roads. I mean, her, that fate is is more or less in Republican hands right now because she has, for the most part, hemorrhaged all of the leverage that she has had going into this administration. They already did auto no fault, which was a big priority of Republicans. Now they have she's severed this from the budget so that there wouldn't be a shutdown. So she doesn't have that to hang over their heads. I mean, what she would probably have to really count on at this point is for voters to make this their number one priority as well, for voters to come forward on both sides, for Republicans and Democrats, independents, everybody to say, look, our roads are terrible. Y'all need to do something about this. Absent something like that, though, I mean, I'm not really seeing much of a carrot for Republicans to be like, yeah, no, we definitely want to uh, fix the roads in a very significant long-term way like the governor wants to. I mean, they've been saying all along, yes, we're interested in roads. We're putting more money towards roads. And they said when this announcement was made yesterday that they are, in fact, going to continue these talks afterwards. But, I mean, talk is talk, whether or not they're actually going to be willing to come forward in a meaningful way when, according to the governor, they haven't up until this point. I mean, I'm not seeing a ton of incentive for them absent some sort of, like, you know, roads uprising amongst the people. Uh, Zach, uh, again, you've been in Lansing before when we've had 
divided government. Uh, and, you know, then we're talking about wins and losses between uh, the governor's office and the legislature. And sometimes one side comes out on the top. Sometimes the other side comes out on top. How, how damaging is this loss, this really clear loss, to Governor Whitmer so early in her first term? Well, there's two ways to look at it, which is one, the loss with the, you know, is it a loss with the public at large? And that, I think, remains to be seen. Um, but it is definitely a very, very significant loss in terms of governing at the Capitol. Um, you know, how, how cocky are Republicans right now that they've now rolled the governor twice on the two biggest issues this year, those being auto no fault and uh, the budget and roads? They still have the conference committees to move the budget scheduled for two days from now on Thursday. Now, these are the meetings scheduled last week to ratchet up the pressure on the governor. The Republicans basically said, we're going to move our budgets, not the ones that we've negotiated with the governor. Well, final negotiations on the budget really just got started yesterday. There's no way you're going to get really the kind of you know, a thorough negotiated deal uh, in a, you know, in a matter of two to three days in time for those conference committees. Now, had Republicans really felt like, you know, all right, let's take the pressure off the governor, they would have canceled those meetings, and maybe they still will. But the fact that they didn't cancel those yesterday says to me they feel like they're riding high, that this played the way the roads and the budget played out just as they hoped that they, if they had would run the clock down in September, and the specter of a shutdown was out there, that the governor would uh, pick your verb, blink, fold, capitulate, and that <laughs> is what happened. Hmm. Uh, she did not carry through on her threat uh, to not sign a budget that didn't have roads. I mean, she objected yesterday when reporters were talking to her to the idea that she had caved, but, you know, no one made her say multiple times that she wouldn't sign a budget that didn't have road funding deal. And she said that, she and did. now she's apparently uh, going to go back on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how else you would characterize this as, uh, you know, other than as a loss. I mean, uh, as you point out, she is the one who kind of freighted uh, her own power and uh, and stature in Lansing with the this this one issue uh, and, and then backed away from it. So I think uh, it's hard to say that... Uh, that it's not a loss. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Regina in Detroit. Regina, welcome Hi, to the good program. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, fam- to, good morning to the listening family. Mm. Um, my comment is that it is a shame that we in Michigan are Democrats and Republicans. Well, actually, in the United States. However, if we became human beings, I think that a lot of these politic business can be fixed. But my question would be to you gentlemen, I, as a citizen living in Michigan, would I be able to sue the government, quote unquote, if my car fell into a ditch, (laughs) fell into a pothole for millions of dollars so that that way (laughs) these people that be their hands can be set to the fire. <laughs> hey, that's a great that's a great question, Regina. And I I would imagine answer. that uh, I would imagine that a lot of people bouncing around on the roads right now uh, might feel the same the same way. Uh, um, Shana Roth, I'll start with you. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a bigger question there. 
what recourse do citizens actually have uh, if legislators and the governor can't come up with uh, with a deal? Well, I mean, to answer the, the officially answer the question, the answer is I don't know, but I mean, nothing is stopping you from talking to a lawyer, and nothing ever stops anybody from filing, from filing lawsuits. A suit, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I think that's something that would be a an issue that people would be interested to see, and I'm sure the courts would be very intrigued by something like that. Um, I will say that. You know, the, the but aside from that, I mean, the number one recourse is at the ballot box. I mean, if you're not happy with how the legislature is running things, with how your local officials are handling the roads and various other issues, your biggest recourse is to try and vote them out of office and to get involved. And this is why I'm always trying to, to promote people to, if you're unhappy you you got to vote and you got to get involved in politics and you got to get involved in whatever issues you feel passionate about on whatever side of them. Hmm. That's the biggest uh, methodology that you have. Yeah. Uh, Zach Gorchow, uh, one of the things that's on the table here uh, is uh, a one cent sales tax increase uh, for ballot proposal uh, that would go to roads, um, and it would, I guess, decrease this uh, this registration fee. Mike Shirky, the Senate Majority Leader, has put that out there. But just a few years ago, voters said no to uh, to tax increases at the polls. I mean, Regina's right that people are fed up with what's happening, but there still is a disconnect, I think, between. Uh, the way they feel and what they are willing to do about it with their pocketbooks. People want something for nothing. Who doesn't like free stuff? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, what people have shown a willingness to pay for in a number of communities, a lot of communities, maybe even hundreds of them, are local property tax increases uh, to pay for road repairs that stick within that county or that township or that city. There seems to be a great reluctance to do a statewide tax increase because there's fear that, well, I'm going to be paying more, but I'm, never, we're never, I'm not going to see my road fixed. Mm. It's going to be some road fixed in some other part of the state. At least that seems to have been the prevailing problem. Now, the proposal from 2015 that was massively voted down, uh, with an, I believe 80% of the public voted against it, was extremely convoluted. Uh, it was confusing. It was. Uh, it came after the legislature had a much celebrated failure to actually do something on its own. Um, you know, it, it was a. It was very complicated. So it, the idea of a straight up, you know, increase of the sales tax from six to seven percent, with uh, the resulting revenues essentially all going to roads, would definitely be a simpler thing for the public to get their arms around, but. Would people go for it? You know, it is sort of a weird, why should, uh, you know, what everyone pays for products they purchase be, you know, what funds roads? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, right now, the sort of, you know, gas use, you know, the user fee of a gas tax sort of makes a little more sense logically. But um, the problem is to get the money that's needed requires that 45 cent per gallon gas tax increase the governor has proposed and i think a lot of people are of the mind that if you just put a yes or no on a tax increase for roads on the ballot that it's going to go down mm-hmm. uh that you're going to need to go more with a proposal a of 1994 style proposal which is the legislature passes something 
but it also puts something on the ballot. So that means if the ballot proposal passes, that's what takes effect. But if the ballot proposal fails, then what the legislature passed as a backup would instead take effect. That right. you, you pretty much have to force people's hands. You know, that's what happened with Proposal A. People essentially had to pick between raising the sales tax or raising the income tax to fund schools, and they went with the sales tax increase. That, that that's what it would, will ultimately take. Um, and it should be noted that on school funding, there were a number of failures at the polls on that, you know, various sales tax measures before the ultimate passage of Proposal A. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach Gorchow, editor of the Gongwer Capital News Service in Lansing. Thanks for being here with us on Detroit Today. Always great to Thanks for having you. Also, Shana Roth, state capital correspondent of the Michigan Public Radio Network. Always great to hear from you as well. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Up next, we are going to continue our discussion about clean water. Uh, We're going to talk about what's going on in Newark and in Pittsburgh, things that uh, cities that are experiencing the same problems that we have seen in Flint. Stay with us on Detroit Today.